If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and thank you for joining Small Town Sleuth Podcast with your host Nikki. Today's episode is about a man charged in a 2016 homicide case linked to other crimes. One year ago, skeletal remains were found in a wooded area near a water tower not far from Interstate 77 in Mooresville, North Carolina. This week, the case took a turn toward resolution when a man believed to be behind the homicide that occurred more than three years ago was formally charged, the Iredell County Sheriff's Office said Thursday. In January 2019, Remains were discovered in a wooded area off Bridgewater Lane in Mooresville. At the time, sheriff investigators confirmed the remains were human, but did not release information about how the person died or how long the remains had been in the location. Months passed, and in early December, investigators said they knew who had been found in the remote location. The remains, they said, were those of Anastasia Talisha Meters, a 29-year-old Charlotte woman who was reported missing more than three years ago. After her identity was confirmed, it didn't take authorities long to locate the man who has been linked to a number of grisly crimes and who, her family believed, was tied to her disappearance. Timothy Levon Cromity, or... I guess you could pronounce it Krumity. I'm sorry if that's mispronounced. Um, it's not a very common last name, it appears. In the months since the discovery of the remains in early 2019, the investigation into the identity of the victim involved academics, law enforcement, and medical personnel in at least two states. The cause of death was determined to be a gunshot wound to the head. Due to the limited number of bones located and the amount of time the remains appeared to have been exposed to the elements, the race, age, and gender could not be immediately determined. Following the autopsy, the bones were then sent to North Carolina State University where a forensic dentist and forensic anthropologist studied them for about 10 months. During that same time period, Iredell detectives searched missing persons reports for possible leads. In October, analysis of DNA material extracted from a found tooth performed at the University of Northern Texas Center for Human Identification confirmed the body was that of Anastasia Talisha Maters, who reported missing who was reported missing in Charlotte in 2016. Meters, who went by the nickname Star, was 29 at the time she went missing and had last been seen alive in June 2016. Confirming Meters' identity was a pivotal step in the case, leading investigators to interviews with her family and witnesses, which helped identify 50-year-old 
Timothy as a primary suspect. Timothy already had a grisly connection to Meters and her family. He's serving a life sentence for the attempted murder of Meters' mother, Kimberly Cherry, and the murder of Cherry's boyfriend, Michael Gretzinger, in August 2016 in Mecklenburg County. Those crimes took place around the same time Meters was reported missing, which it's not even a coincidence. Um, He already had ties to the family. It appeared that he wanted to just get rid of the entire family. The last time Meters was physically seen was June 17, 2016 at a beauty shop in Charlotte. Timothy was the last person to be seen with her, investigators found. Now, this part's touching on the criminal record of Timothy. Um, He has a very extensive criminal record. Meters and her mother first met Timothy in a church in Concord, North Carolina, where he was a pastor. By that time, however, he had a lengthy criminal record and connections to several mysterious deaths. It's not often that you come across a pastor to be involved in crimes of this extent or crimes in general. Timothy's arrest record stretches back to 1989 when he was arrested in his early 20s for armed robbery. Armed robbery. I cannot talk today. I'm sorry. For armed robbery in Onslow County. He was convicted of that crime in 1990 and served eight years in prison. Seven years later, in 2005, he was back in prison after he was arrested and charged with the murder of his business partner, Danny Day Johnson, in Mecklenburg County. He served five years in jail on that charge, but was released when the case was dismissed. I am still confused as to why they continue to release these people back into society after they have already murdered people prior to any newer crimes. It does not make any sense to me at all. They're a danger to society. Why keep releasing them? I think I'm not the only person that questions that. Um, It seems like there's a lot of holes in the justice system. But hopefully, you know... They pass something to prevent these types of people from being released back into population. Three years later, in 2013, Timothy was living in Concord and once again found him un- himself under investigation for murder. Hence, you know, he should not have been released to begin with, but that's just my opinion. In July of that year, Timothy's wife, Sharon, and a man, James Banks, were shot and killed at Timothy's home. Timothy told investigators at the time that Banks shot his wife in the head when they encountered him breaking into the garage of their home. Timothy claimed he then wrestled the guy away from Banks. During the altercation, Timothy shot Banks in the head after sustaining a gunshot wound to the hand. No charges were ever filed in that case, according to reports. Months later, in December 2013, Timothy's home burned to the ground, and investigators said it was intentional. 
He was arrested in early 2014 and charged with insurance fraud. By April 2016, he was living with an older woman in Rowan County when she died under questionable circumstances. Iredell's sheriff had stated, Timothy had befriended the elderly female and at some point during their year-long relationship, he became appointed as her power of attorney and executor over her estate. This is like the male version of the Black Widow. I mean, seriously. It's clear what his motive was. Getting with, you know, these women and just, you know, it appears that anybody that knew, you know, what he was up to, he got rid of. Four months later, in August 2016, Timothy would be charged with the murder of Gretzinger and attempted murder of Cherry, for which he is currently serving a life sentence. He was served with an arrest warrant for the murder of Anastasia Meters on January 21st of this year. This is still an ongoing investigation. Um, there are multiple agencies involved. Um, and it's not just this case that is, you know, still open. There are numerous other cases that are still open in this county, um, which, you know, the sheriff's office is still working with these other unmentioned agencies to find any type of resolve to these cases. I'm still baffled that they even let this man out of prison numerous times, not just once, but numerous times. Um, and I'm, I'm not processing why he only got, um, short sentences either, seven years, five years. Um, it seems off to me, but like I said, there's probably a lot of reasoning or I don't know. I don't know what their thought process is when it comes to inmates and people who are, are charged with murder. Um, there's not really much new information. This is the newest information that I have found, um, on this case. Um, it was updated a couple of days ago, actually. So, um, he may or may not be tied to other murders in that area. Um, you know, I'm sure if they interrogate him enough, he'll come clean if he is responsible for any other murders. Um, he may not be. It's hard to say. This concludes this episode. Stay tuned for a few more other episodes. Um, missing persons cases, cold cases, unsolved murders. Um, there might be a couple of breaking news episodes mixed in with these ones, but I'm trying to, um, touch base on cold cases mostly and unsolved ones, especially ones that are over a decade old, um, in hopes that, you know, there'll be people that come forward after listening to some of these cases, um, and some of them might have some information. Some of them might have been a witness. Um, you never know. 
hopefully it'll get a little bit more media attention with some of these older cases. Um, a lot of them that I will be doing within this coming week are going to be mostly um, out of Pennsylvania. I have a lot to touch base on with Pennsylvania. Um, there's a lot of unsolved cold cases and unsolved murder cases. Um, so until the next episode, keep on sleuthing.